This is Jimmy Scroggins. I'm the lead pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are you tired of going to conferences, reading books, and listening to speakers who tell you how to do church when you know that you cannot do what they are recommending? You've come to the right place on our podcast. We're going to give you principles, strategies, and ideas that you can implement right now with the resources you have at your church because this is church for the rest of us. Welcome back to Church for the Rest of Us in the Time of the Corona Apocalypse. Jimmy Scroggins here with my co-host Leslie Bennett, engineer Carly Seelman, and also joining us today, Pastor Derek Simpson, who oversees all of our, what we call our Build Families team right now. So he's overseeing all of our programming, all of our special events, all of our age group programming during the Corona Apocalypse, also serves as the pastor of our family church downtown and so, Derek, welcome. Also, Bev Bonner, my longtime compadre, served here at Family Church since 1995, 1995 before a lot of you guys were born, but she was here doing it. <laughs> and uh, Bev served in children's ministry, adult ministry, and all kinds. She really is a jack of all trades, one of the greatest leaders that I've ever been around, and one of my dear friends. And Bev is now overseeing all of our assimilation and uh, working with our group's ministry, especially during this transition time of the coronavirus. So, Leslie, we have a great team, and we're learning a lot. And today we're talking about our assimilation process, our membership process, even while we're distancing. That's right, because for us at Family Church, membership does matter is what we like to say. It's very important to us. And Bev, that's really a place where you've provided so much leadership for our team over the years. Probably thought more about this other than Pastor Jimmy. I would say you've probably thought more about this than anyone else. She might have thought about it more than Pastor Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes she thinks about it for Pastor Jimmy. So, So tell us, why don't you tell us for us why we feel like membership matters? Okay, well, Well, for us at Family Church, membership is super important. I mean, we've always placed a high priority on it it historically. And really, membership matters because the Bible says it matters. It's a theological issue for us. It's not not just a church issue. It's It's a theological issue. And so we really believe, even looking back to the early church in the book of Acts, that as they gathered, they knew who they had inside and they knew who they had outside. And they were very aware of the community of believers and who they were taking care of, who they were ministering to, who they were gathering with, who was taking the Lord's Supper together, who was being baptized and identifying not only with Christ, but with that community of people that were gathered. So we really point to that as our foundation, obviously, because that's the Bible and teach the Bible is one of our core values, right? Yeah, that's right, Bev. And meaningful membership is important to us, Derek, and you work a lot in that area. Yeah, that's right. And I think especially in the last eight or nine weeks, it's been very important because very early on, one of the things that we decided was we owe our best communication, our best care. And honestly, we need our best leadership from the people who are members at Family Church. So it became really important for us as we started working through this crisis. Yeah. And so one of the things that we've tried to do, we have a process that we use when someone wants to join the Family Church Why don't we talk a little bit just very briefly about what that process is in normal times, and then let's talk about how we've we've transitioned from the face-to-face process that we usually have to what we're trying to do now. Okay. So in normal times, what we did is as a guest came into the life of our church, we would start talking to them immediately about getting into what we call First Connection, which is our pathway to membership. So in First Connection, and we've condensed it down over the years, we've gone from six weeks to four weeks to three hours to now we've tried to have it in about an hour and 15 minutes over lunch. 
and we meet face-to-face. We value face-to-face connection at Family Church. And so we meet face-to-face, we meet around the table, and we basically give a presentation of what probably most churches do that are listening to this podcast, which is we talk about our mission, our vision, our core values. We talk about the things that we believe. And then we talk about the specific things that maybe programming we have at our particular campus where we're presenting First Connection. And and then the most important part of First Connection has always been the story time. It's always been when we sit around the table, we have table hosts designated to do that, and we listen to the stories of the guests that are there. So if we had to take away everything from First Connection, which now we're almost faced with that time, we don't have the good Don Ramon's authentic Cuban lunch that we right, serve, right. and we don't have the face-to-face sitting around the table and actually shaking hands with people and, and seeing them, but... What we have preserved is we want to give them the content, but honestly, the connection is so important as well. We have preserved the story time in this new format that we have. But one of the interesting things to me is if we really are going to use First Connection as a membership pathway, we've got to be responsible and good stewards of the fact that we can't just give them a light version that doesn't talk about our beliefs and it doesn't talk about the things that we hold dear and the things that they need to know as a member as they're joining the church. We've got to talk theologically about what we do believe. So if we're going to be responsible stewards, and this is going to be a membership class, we had to preserve a certain amount of that content in there. So that's what we've chosen to do. When you talk about story, you're talking about finding out about them and where they're at in their spiritual journey. Are they actually believers in Jesus? Have they been baptized and kind of, you know, getting to have what we call a bottleneck conversation. So we really, you know, they're not just showing up to something, hearing something. We're also getting to know them and find out where they're at. And uh, we find out so many things. We're able to shepherd people through marriage issues or living together issues or, you know, so much happens around that, what you're saying, story time. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And so what's really cool about that is we've not limited that in the past to our staff to sit and listen to those stories of the people. We've actually involved volunteers, people who love our church, and they listen to that person share, were they raised in church? Is this the first time they've ever heard anything about Jesus or the Bible? And a lot of times we see people even come to Christ at the table. Yeah, I would say we see more people come to Christ and make baptism decisions in these conversations during First Connection than really anything else that that we do. Even though we try to be an evangelistic church and we emphasize gospel conversations, the way that it works is as our people are out having gospel conversations, if they're making any progress, they tend to lead these people into First Connection. Derek, you've been very successful at downtown campus working with Bev, bringing quite a few people. I mean, every month we have scads of people at downtown plus all of our other campuses doing this. Yeah, it really has. I mean, we've we've seen, I think more and more people want to respond in an environment around a table than at the yeah. end of a service. And we still give a form of a come down in front invitation every week. We usually do it after the service and say, hey, come talk to us. But you're exactly right, Pastor Jimmy. First connection or some kind of process like that is where we're finding people are making their most important next step decisions. All right, Leslie. So then we had a problem because we had this right. apocalypse, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, all of this, let's gather everybody around and have a meal and get it face-to-face and lean in, it's against the law. But church still goes on. We're still the church. We are still organized as a church. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we all agree that we're part of the big C church out there, but we're actually saying, no, we still have an identity and a connection as this local expression of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, family church. 
So we had to transition and try to do something different. And your area that oversees all of our production and events has a lot to say about that. Well, that's true. Um, The mastermind, I think, was Derek and Bev in terms of trying to figure out how we were going to put this content together and how we chose to organize it around our core values. So, And then we produced some videos. Actually, we did it via video. And then we put a one, just a one pager together that goes out. And really, honestly, after that, you really ran with how do we get people there? I mean, so we helped produce the actual content. And then, you know, your teams worked with how do we get people there and how do we present this content in this new virtual context? So, yeah, so Derek, what do we decide to do? Because I put you in charge kind of of that work group. Okay. So we've got to find some way to try to continue to conduct our membership process. And part of that's because we have a scores of people lined up in the pipeline ready to join that have already been coming and they want to join. If this physical distancing and these restrictions extend out six months or a year or 24 months, I mean, you just read this morning where the governor of Illinois said there will not be any gatherings of more than 50 in their state until we have a vaccine. If that becomes kind of policy across the nation at some point, we've got to find a way to keep bringing people into our to our group. Yeah, that's right. We can't sideline the mission of our church, and we can't ask the people that are part of our church and our communities to sideline their own spiritual growth. So we've got to create a way forward for them. We know everything's going video. I mean, that's that's really the only way that we can connect in any kind of meaningful way with people right now. We just got in a room and we said, hey, what if what would it look like? What has to happen? Well, we've got a, a certain amount of content that we have to communicate to people. We think the best way to do that is through video, but we've got to get these stories as well. And so we've got to figure out somewhere we can get face-to-face and actually have a conversation with people. And so we came up with the idea of, hey, let's video the most important content. Let's moderate a Zoom call. And then let's figure out a way to have one-on-one conversations with spiritually trained adults, you know, volunteers or staff members. And let's just invite people to take a next step. And we had an inclination that there was going to be a a certain group of people in our church that this was actually going to be a good thing for them because they have a hard time staying after church on Sunday, which is when we typically do First Connection, or they travel a lot. And so when we offer it, sometimes they're they're out of town. And so we did have some success getting some people actually to sign up and show up to the Zoom call and actually saw some people join our church and make spiritual decisions. So it was a good try for us, and we did learn a lot. Yeah, I would say that one of the things I was most pleased with, because going into it, you have this apprehension that, okay, we're getting them on a virtual platform, and we use Zoom. We're getting them on Zoom, and then we're going to play these pre-recorded videos that we have so that we could keep it tight. And my first thought was, this is may feel a little cold and impersonal because we're all on Zoom and we're trying to connect and keep people engaged and all that. But we found quite the opposite. I mean, I walked away from that feeling like, wow, this in some ways was better than when we've done First Connection <laughs> on campus. Because when we've done First Connection on campus for our downtown campus, we've probably had 35 to 40 people in First Connection. Well, on this Zoom call, we decided to limit it and cap it at 10 and not have more than 10 on the call. So for us, we had nine and we're sitting there and we're face to face and we're able to engage with every single person on that call. And they came wanting to connect. And so I just walked away from that feeling like this has been really successful. And so Because we did it in a way that we could deliver it easily to campus pastors, to other staff members. I mean, we could literally take this and deliver it to volunteers and say, hey, you can lead a First Connection if we've got some high-level volunteers because we've got the content canned. And the real focus for us became on connecting with the guest. 
So drill Let's, down a little more. So you, you pre, we presented the video mm-hmm. in this group of nine, mm-hmm. and then they could ask questions after you showed the video, right? Well, did that's right. Did people have questions, or did they just say, oh, thank you for that information? No, they, they really they did. Yeah, actually. they had great questions. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they had great, great questions. questions. And what was really kind of cool about it is Derek's whole goal in it was to try to make sure that he was connecting with people and connecting our staff members to those people. So there was a lot of introduction, a lot of back and forth, a lot of talking and connecting because we knew the content was pre-recorded. So we're good with that. So our whole goal, we're now more focused on not presenting content, but connecting with the people. And so it really ended up being cool. So what we did is we welcomed them. We gave a little bit of an introduction, and then we got into one of the videos. And then in between the videos, we would do question and answer mm-hmm. and just say, hey, what'd you think about that? Do you have any questions from that? And we had a lot of questions. And then at the end, what we did is we had told them ahead of time, take notes for questions. And then at the end, you're going to get to personally connect with another person on our team. And so we just, Zoom has the feature with breakout rooms. And so we assigned people while he was speaking, I was assigning people to breakout rooms. And so we kind of, it's kind of weird, like it's kind of cool. You hit this button and then everybody just starts disappearing off the screen <laughs> and they go into their own private breakout room and they have conversations and they're able to, they're able to share things about their personal spiritual journey one-on-one with someone. And we took those notes. And so we now have several people getting ready to be baptized and take steps. And most everyone wanted to be connected in a group. All right. If there's one thing that we did where you go, hey, we, I think we're all very happy with, we were able to create the content via video. So it's concise, it's clear, it's scripted, it touches on everything we want to say. Yeah, and for us, these videos are like five to eight minutes long. They're yeah. not. They're so not. Many, but you had three or you had four, four videos. Four total. There's one. that's a, a, an intro video. It's about two or three minutes long, and then there's three more that go. So we're cover talking our, about thirty total minutes of video or less. Yeah, thirty-five or so. All right. So it's not tons of content, and some churches may be uncomfortable with that because they may say, "Oh my gosh, how can you distill it down to that?" And I understand that. But Mm -hmm. for us, this is what we chose to do as a first stab at it. But we were happy with our content, I think. Mm -hmm. And then we had some published material that they could download. So they had some written material with some fill in the blanks and some things that give them a little bit more information. And it's in a hard copy. So they don't just watch the video, but they also have a lot of that information, the most important parts in writing. They're also directed to things like Mm -hmm. our statement of faith, our bylaws, and other documents that they can also access, and then they have the opportunity to build these relationships. And so one of the things we're trying to balance in every First Connection is some people kind of show up and they're kind of like veteran Christians, know the drill. They just need like, send me my tithing envelopes or where do I sign <laughs> That's up? Right. You know, I, I know all this. But then you have other people who are like, huh, so you're saying Jesus is the son of God? That's weird. <laughs> like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> so you have people all over the map. That's why these individual conversations are so vital. And then I think what you guys do is you guys have introduced people in a clear, concise way to what we believe and what differentiates us from maybe other religious groups that they become aware of somehow. And yet they still have opportunity to go further on any of that. So for the person who kind of knows the drill, okay, that's probably enough for them. For the person who's brand new to this, well, we're going to have to take that further. And we figure that out in these one-on-one conversations. Now, what did we learn that we go, huh, that did not go as well as we hoped. 
And I think there were some some things. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, there's always things like that, right? So I think we I think we offered 13 of these little Zoom gatherings. I don't know that the technology worked perfectly in all 13 of those gatherings. And so we we've Is that got a user error or the technology doesn't work. I think it's a little bit of every like part of what we're learning in this whole environment is you can have the best video content in the world, but if your internet connection, the person's mm-hmm. internet connection, and all the hardware if it's in between, for the whole time, it's no fun. It, it's no, it's exactly. no fun. It's no fun, right? So mm-hmm. we'll figure out a different way to try to do that, and we'll see if it's if it's okay. better or worse. So I think the video connection, we chose to do it on a Tuesday night because we wanted to talk about it on Sunday and then give people a chance to to respond to it. Now that we've introduced it to our church, I think there's a, a strong likelihood we'll, we'll probably try to offer it on a weekend, on a, on a Sunday afternoon or something. So I think the time of day, you know, we'll probably tweak that a little bit. But what are some other things that we're learning? Yeah. In relation to your first comment, I think one of the things we learned is that we actually could put our script down together for anybody to be agile in the moment and flip and say, if the technology is not working, let's just talk through it. And actually, Jimmy, one of the things that I would share is if you're a small church, you know, you don't have somebody that can pre-record the videos, you don't have any of that because you're usually wanting to know that. You're wanting to know what can somebody do if they're a small church. Well, I would just say Zoom is free, right? Yeah, they can Zoom it. So they can Zoom and they can actually script their content they want to have and honestly never use anything pre-recorded and do everything live back and forth. But even Um, people with an iPhone. Yeah. Could record That's adequately right. to do this. They could. And but look, you do have to invest a little bit of time in learning something about the technology. So you're gonna to want to practice. Yeah, that's you're right. You're gonna to want to practice using Zoom. How do you get somebody from the main room into the chats if you're gonna have multiple groups? Hey, how do you screen share so that you can show the video during the Zoom? All of you can do this if you have an internet connection. Even if you're a one-man shop, you can do it. But you're going to have to practice mm-hmm. and you're going to have to become, you have to do some hard work and train yourself or get somebody trained on how to use the technology or else you're going to look like a buffoon when you get up there and you can't get this and you can't play that. And, you, you know, it's going to take a little work on your part. Well, that's quite a lot to talk about. We have a lot to think about and we're learning a lot for sure. Thank you so much, Derek Simpson, Bev Bonner, Leslie Bennett, Carly Seelman for joining me on Church for the Rest of Us and all of our listeners. Look, you have to have some kind of a membership plan. I mean, this thing, we may all regather and not have to clamp back down, but it's likely for the next six to 24 months, we're going to be easing restrictions and then clamping back down and easing restrictions. And I'd encourage you to be thinking carefully about whether or not you have a membership process that can work for you during this time. Obviously, we haven't cracked the code on getting as large of a participation as we would want. Our participation was probably 10% or 20% of what it normally would be if we were live in person, but we did it and we tried. I'm so grateful, you guys, for your hard work on our team to make this happen. Hey, if you're listening, give us a buzz, give us an email, give us a shout on social media. We'd love to connect with you any way that we can help your church do the best you can with the resources you have. And it's all for King Jesus. This is Jimmy Scroggins, Church for the Rest of Us. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins or check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog. We want your feedback on today's podcast. Plus, we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you too. Hey, until next time, this is Jimmy Scroggins and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.